A French classic, Je t'aime, by Serge Gainsborough and Jane Birkin. And now to Paris, where French cheesemonger Valerie Henbeth speaks to Belinda Jackson. She gives her recommendations of the best places to buy and eat cheese. Valerie is the owner of Smelly Cheese Company in Adelaide Central Market, but returns to her homeland in France whenever she can. You've gone back to your native France, and you're in, which is where you are at the moment in Paris. So thank you for taking the time to join us from Paris. Um, but you're originally from Normandy, which is famous for its dairy produce. In fact, you even butter your buttered bread in Normandy, don't you? You're so obsessed. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a, it's, it's, it was an obsession. And it's interesting because being born there, I didn't realise that my life was entirely surrounded by, by cheese. It's only when I landed in um, beautiful Australia that I realized, hang on a second, it's not automatically following me. Where is it? <laughs> and um, so I, it, it was really the beginning of, um, of my career. I wasn't really doing anything uh, linked to cheese before I left France, but um, uh, landing in Australia made me think twice and I just really had to, to do something for my own comfort and pleasure and um, I started to go back to Normandy and uh, gathered a few camembert and a lot um, lots of other cheeses and uh, here started a, a brand new um, adventure for me. So I have to ask then when you've gone back to the land of cheese what was the first thing the first cheese that you ate when you arrived in Paris what had you missed that you can't get in Australia? Raw milk camembert so that's my obsession and uh, once you try the raw milk <coughs> version of the camembert you know well well it's like you open a, a door of um, amazing flavor and texture and uh, it's 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 really you put um, normandy in your mouth and you can breathe through the normandy paddocks with the, the apple trees surrounding um, yourself it's just a uh, that's the first thing i do for sure so you can't buy it in Australia at all? No, nope. no, nope, forbidden. Uh, we don't let um, raw milk and cheese products unless they are um, semi-hard, like the, the Swiss-style cheeses, like Comté, Beaufort, Abondance, Gruyère. All those cheeses are very often um, imported in the raw milk form. That's the best form, and um, that's again, that's uh, how you taste flavour and terroir, which is a beautiful word that, the, the, the taste and the sense of place and it's uh, easier with raw milk cheeses absolutely so when when you when you now that you're in paris where where did you go to find it is it absolutely on every corner did you go down to your local market and just grab it there or is there a, yeah. is there a place that you always find yourself gravitating back toward in when you're well, in paris it's interesting. I mean, I'm sure you've been in Paris many times, but you don't have to search very long at all. There is a cheesemonger at every corner, every, you know, it's the same way you find a fresh baguette every 200 meters. You, you probably find a cheese every 500 meters, if that. So, um, yeah, it's not very difficult. Having said that, I have my favorite cheesemongers, cheese places, and uh, yes, I will then direct myself um, more specifically and go and find those people that have such a knack at putting cheese together it looks so good they create different things um, it's uh, it's much better than a lolly shop for me <laughs> so, so whereabouts do you find yourself gravitating I mean there's some really great uh, hubs in Paris for food um, you know I'm thinking in the second and I mean where's your where's your heartland 
Um, so at the moment, I'm in the first um, arrondissement, so we are really in the, in the heart near near the Louvre. And um, interesting enough, there's a, a brand new little fromagerie called La Fromagerie du Louvre, and it's um, located next to the Royal Cellars. So those two together, they, so you've got the wine, and that's the, the, the place where Louis XV was um, uh, holding all his... Um, wine, there were tunnels underneath um, the Parisian streets that would go straight to the uh, the Louvre, the palace where the, the king was. <clears throat> and um, so the wine has always been there, but the cheese just um, appeared a couple of years ago and uh, they've created a beautiful little cheese shop. It's like, it, and they, they're so proud. It's a bit like, uh, it's jewelry, it's prime it's a prime um, a food component. It's presented in a, in a beautiful way. It's cut in a precise manner. It looks like a, a piece of art everywhere you look. And so, understandably, when you enter there, you just spend an enormous amount of money. Because cheese is expensive in France as well, as you would know. Oh, really? So it's just the same, this, we have the same expectation. And, you know, recently when you, uh, when we met a couple of weeks ago at the Good Food and Wine Show in Melbourne, you were mm. talking about the price of cheese and how it is a work, it has so much work in it, there's so much handwork that you that it has to be, uh, you have to accept that there is going to be a price attached to that. So that's interesting that that uh, fr it's the same in France because uh, for some reason we think, you know, that block of cheddar that we've all been eating yeah. for the last 20 <laughs> or 30 years, is it like, wow, that's really expensive, isn't it? But Yeah. I mean, having said that, of course, you'll find that uh, it's still expensive, but um, we don't have the, uh, the, the... What kills us in Australia is the cost of freight, of course, which um, post-COVID has um, enormously... Right, I mean, the price has increased enormously. So we have a double whammy uh, in Australia, obviously. But I'm, I'm always surprised. If you want a good product here, uh, the artisanal products, yeah, they have a price. The, the price that, you know, all those people, uh, you spend more time, you have uh, more care, you go and get it, you, you produce it in less quantity. Therefore, you can't sell it as cheap as some thing that is mass produced so yes you know you have to pay you you, you you're gonna get what you pay for it's absolutely true in France too something rare and beautiful and so exactly. what do you find then when you are in Australia when your your shop which is at the Adelaide markets what what do you find Australians which cheeses do Australians gravitate toward as it's interesting so I the, the Australians would definitely go towards the uh, gooey, creamy type of cheese. And um, for uh, the Australian, the crémeux d'argental, I don't know if it rings a bell, uh, but it's it's really those double creams, um, cow's milk that are really texturally quite decadent and very attractive. Um, so in my shop, absolutely, crémeux d'argental, hands down, they would, we sell an enormous amount um, of it. Oh, it sounds delicious. That's, um, it, it is. So uh, then followed by the triple cream. So it's even more gooier, creamier. Um, it's like um, it, it's um, very um, yeah enticing, and you only need to grab your bottle of champagne to go with it. So yes, <laughs> or you could put chocolate with it as well, couldn't you? Oh, oh 
Oh, oh yes, oh. well done. <laughs> Absolutely. The chocolate with the triple cream, especially with honeycomb. Oh, my goodness. My you can deliver an experience for sure. Absolutely. I mean, we, at this at this wine and cheese show, we had, um, for readers who have missed out, you can still do this at home with your triple cream. Add it to, uh, um, balance it uh, on top of a, a dark chocolate coated piece of genuine honey um good honeycomb and the smell of the honey made with made with real honey as opposed to just sugar the scent of the honey it just opened up like a flower it was for me it was an absolute revelation i'm i'm I'm, I'm, you made my day because i i I, it was for us such a revelation as well what we created with the with vicky the chocolatier and the, uh, how you elevate an experience to the next level, and it's oh, it's so satisfying, isn't it? You can do so much with cheese and I, chocolate. Oh, it's such an astonishing, a really uh, interesting pairing. And we might put in the episode notes a couple of the the pairings that we made um, with the blue cheese, with the Roquefort, and then the Comte as well, which um, were both paired with really interesting things. And the that's interesting. Comte yeah. is actually the biggest seller in France. While you're saying that. Where Australians are, are coming to your shop and buying the triple creams, buying the super gooey, creamy, really decadent. Um, I mean, these are things you have on the weekends, um, you know, as a, as, a, as a treat. It's not what the French would eat every day, is it? No. So uh, definitely in France, we would go um, primarily for the Comté. So uh, the Comté uh, would be number one by far. Um, and um, it's the most eaten cheese uh, by the French, and it still is. It's been for years, and um, I think the, uh, the, the it, it's very um, it's an incredible attractive cheese. It's it's also coming in through so many various ways. The cheese that changes with season is the cheese that you can buy one day. If you if you buy it three weeks later, it might be completely different. The cheese that has a story is alive, and you can follow its its life for i mean all year round so it's quite um it's, it's quite something and plus I mean, that, it's that's so about balance that's about the i mean when you're talking about the the, the variation of flavor that's about the uh what the cattle eat, the dairy cattle are eating at the time when the season changes from the fresh exactly. spring grasses to to later in the season and the lush lush french uh, sorry lush summer pastures changes the texture of the cheese can you can you buy that can you see that change in australia do we have enough cheese coming through that you can say yes this is a something from earlier in the year or do you have to go back to france to find that sort of seasonality uh, no, seasonality should um, also affect um, Australian product, but at, uh, the, the difference uh, is not as uh, big in Australia because the animals, they, they spend most time outdoors anyway. Um, I think uh, the, the compared to the French animals that would uh, go to a stable condition like um, indoor and be fed... Um, uh, hay and um, fermented food Um, but having said that the seasons are also something that's real in Australia obviously so um, you should be able to 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 test it but interestingly I don't think the Australians are are, um, uh, connecting 
enough or, or strongly with what's happening with the cheese at the moment. And uh, I know I do a lot of work with uh, Kim Master from Section 28, and he really follows the cycle of the cows is uh, getting the milk from. He works enormously with the dairy farmer, and I think that's exactly what's going to be more understood, this real collaboration with the dairy farmers, the effect that uh, everything will... Um, uh, affect the cheese, um, and and that is something that needs to be better understood, better worked with. Um, I think you know the hundreds of years of traditions in France uh, make that it's a completely, um, uh, completely accepted fact. In Australia, I think we need to pay more attention to that, and maybe develop this understanding and develop this idea of marketing as well. You know, if you tell your customers, pay attention. Did you buy a winter cheese or did you buy a summer cheese let's find a difference together you need to wake up the customers and make them pay more attention on their palate and their test buds and their nose and it's their experience going to be a lot more interesting that was Belinda Jackson with cheesemonger Valerie Henbest. Visit Adelaide Central Market where you'll find her cheese shop, Smelly Cheese Company.